Welcome to Salt to Sugar, a podcast dedicated to helping you improve your mental health and find inner peace and fulfillment in the daily rat race. Author, addiction survivor, and spiritual leader Kelsey Peterson guides you on an introspective journey to help you heal and uncover your true purpose. And now your host, Kelsey Peterson. Hi, welcome to the Salt to Sugar podcast. I'm Kelsey Peterson, your host. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm really happy to be here as well. I hope that you go to the top right corner of your screen right now and click subscribe. That way you don't miss any future episodes and I'm doing something really fun right now. I'm going through each chapter of my book, giving it a read and then going into further detail about what was involved with that chapter, a little bit behind the scenes, so super fun. And that's all in honor of my free book giveaway. So my book, Expensive Skin, I'm giving it away for free at salttosugar.com right now. Um, I am so excited about this, you guys. I believe in this book. I believe that there's hope in this book, that it can tell readers that they're not alone, that they can relate. And this is for anyone that's ever experienced any sort of anxiety or depression, um, addiction, um, really anything uh, that that most of us go through in life. When life gets hard, we experience those types of emotions. And, uh, and so I wrote this book for you. Uh, I, I really want to help people. I felt so alone through my experiences. So when I wrote it all out and I wrote this book, I just knew I needed to publish it. I needed to publish it and let other people know that they aren't alone if they're experiencing these things. They're, that is one, normal. And two, they're not alone. That is my biggest freaking mission is to make sure people know that they're not alone. They're not crazy. Life is hard and we don't have a freaking playbook on how to get through it. So I created uh, this book and my salt to sugar method, which is a coaching program to help people learn how to go through hard things with a little bit more ease, hard things like anxiety and depression, um, addiction, mental health. I mean, these are hard topics and, and I've been through it. So I, I just have this feeling that I think comes from God, um, to, to do as much as I can with this life that I have to help people. And so that's where Expensive Skin came from. So I'm really excited to be giving it out for free. Go to salttosugar.com if you're interested. Uh, and let's get going. This episode is on chapter three, which is called Antihero. My relapse resulted in a discharge from the military, finding a new job, my fiance taking the ring off my finger and giving up one of our dogs to the breakup. The drinking only lasted three days. However, the depression that followed lingered to create the worst hangover of my life. I was alone. I needed hope. I found that in the rooms of Get It Together, an AA fellowship 10 minutes from my house. There you will find a room full of anti-heroes, people who are no worse or better than the normal people that don't belong to the room. However, they are people that understand just how much I hated the lead of the play I was stuck in. My life had become a personal hell and I didn't recognize myself any longer. I crawled into my first meeting, found a chair up front, and just started crying. My sponsor, Victoria, was chairing the meeting, and she took me to coffee later that week to begin our work together. 
An AA new members can find a sponsor by asking anyone that has gone through their 12 steps with another. I don't think it is any coincidence that Victoria was at my first meeting. I always thought my mind couldn't be understood by anyone, especially me, and certainly not by another person. But Victoria somehow does. If my life is a play, Victoria knows the main character for the actor behind the curtain. This was scary, so naturally I stopped calling her. Until I had another breakdown about Matt and I needed her once again. I haven't stopped calling her since. Almost a year later, I haven't stopped having meltdowns about Matt either. Victoria picks up every time. The jewelry channel is a tool Victoria uses to comfort me when I am at my lowest points. We talk about the simple, shiny, colorful jewelry and love how excited the saleswomen and men get about their sparkly goods. No politics, no stress, no fears, nothing to understand, just jewelry. There's always stretch pay where they break the price up into affordable payment options and slash those price even lower for that day only. There are always only 12 left and one just sold. It's a great time and the jewelry channel has saved my life. I've never purchased an item from the channel, but it has meant more to me than any jewelry I own. Victoria shows me how to surrender to God. She understands my brain because we both process and feel things the same internalized way. We out manipulate our feelings with thoughts and those thoughts become very powerful to us. They manifest in eating disorders, alcoholism, and acting in a play as though we are the producers and directors. We end up hating the show we created. We become the anti-heroes. Victoria shows me how God can be in control if I surrender. It took me going to rehab and doing a lot of yoga to learn how to surrender. Connecting breath to body was a practice the yogi in rehab is teaching. I found myself to be more trusting of God while connected to myself in this way. I felt present like I could hand the moment over to a higher power. I can't hand things over when living in the past, feeling depressed, or living in the future, feeling anxious. That's how I learned how to meditate. If I am feeling anxious or depressed, I lay down and breathe. I can hand the moment over to God. Sometimes I yell out, God, 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 which helps too. This makes sense since they say prayer is a form of meditation and sometimes screaming is more suitable than a peaceful rest. The very first time I cried out, I tried crying out to God in this way, it was three weeks after my relapse and I was in a very low place, debating on turning to the bottle once again. That's the crazy thing about this disease. As much as I lost the last time I drank, I still wanted more. At this time, I wasn't sure who my God was, and I wasn't sold on the whole praying thing, but I was willing to try anything. I was desperate. It was this or drinking. I lay on my couch hysterically crying and screamed out, God, God, God. Early in the AA program, the sponsee is meant to call their sponsor every day, not the other way around. However, on this particular night, at this particular time, Victoria called me. She told me that she just felt a nudge and picked up her phone. She called me within five minutes of crying out for God. This is what I would call a God shot. When something happens that could be a coincidence or God is revealing to me hope. I didn't drink that night and the thing passed. When I truly surrender to God, I am no longer the anti-hero of my own play. I become free of the chaos created when I act on my will alone. I am free of the need to control everyone and myself to the point of destruction. I am free of the expectation that my play is perfect. I am free to live. So that's chapter three anti-hero and then on the cover if you're watching this on spotify i have a picture of my medusa tattoo in there uh i always loved medusa and identified with her I'm not big into like mythology or anything but i just i got this tattoo before of course i even was had this book as a twinkle in my eye and and i thought now that is a character, that Medusa, 
who is deeply misunderstood, just wants to be loved, and is a crazy psycho. <laughs> and that's how I saw myself. Like, like, I am extremely misunderstood. I'm a psycho. I don't understand myself. But, but I know, I know I'm not as bad as they, as, as they think, or I thought, you know, I don't know. I just, I just really identified with Medusa in that way. So that's why I got that Medusa tattoo. And then I thought it was perfect as an anti-hero. Um, so there is a lot in this chapter, but first I just want to say that that story about Victoria calling me when I was about to relapse again, three weeks after my, my relapse was totally true. I mean, she, my sponsor, Victoria, did not call me ever. Like, she was so adamant that, that her program was, I call her. And, and I, I even explained this book, I was really bad at it at first. I hated doing it. Um, it, it, it was scary to me to let someone in on what I thought was an un, undeniable shit show in my head. So, I... I was really scared to call her every day and let her into the world that I was living in and, and because she understood it and that was terrifying. Like I never felt understood by anyone in my life. I, I mean, imagine that going your whole life, not feeling like anyone understands you, that you hardly understand you, but here's this person telling you about their stories that completely relate to yours and they think just like you think and and they also don't hate you. <laughs> they they say they love you. I mean, it's you would think at first it'd be oh well, you'd latch onto that person, right? Well, I didn't want to. I was terrified, so I didn't. I was very bad at calling her. She dropped me for a little bit um, until I told her I was seriously ready to to commit. But um, but yeah, so she didn't she didn't do the whole calling me thing. I was supposed to call her and. On this particular night, for whatever reason, I was about to relapse again. I was certainly not going to call her if I was going to relapse because I was not supposed to relapse working with her. So I was going to just go on my happy way and drink. Um, and I cry out for God three times because I didn't know how else to pray. I, I just cried out, God, 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 in a sobby, crying mess on the couch thinking this is my last try. I'm just going to cry out for God to take away this pain or else I'm drinking. I had already made a plan what store I was going to drive to to get my booze and then and then I was going to come home and have a great night. <laughs> and but I but I told myself I would I would try crying out to God three times. So I did. And and so I did that and then I was just still laying there sobbing and my phone rings and it's Victoria. Um, that story brings goosebumps to my arms because it was so undeniable that God was there for me, orchestrating all of this, uh, protecting me. And, and I, I, I saw that, but, but at the time it didn't make me have this undeniable connection with my God. I had what I, how I phrase it is like too much, clogged up in my heart to really let God in. I had to do a lot more clearing out to be able to 
have a relationship with God, but it definitely, it definitely made me see like, okay, there's something to this program that I'm doing. I went another night without drinking. Yay me. And of course there was other hard times after that where almost every night it was like, maybe not to that extreme of coming up with a plan to go get booze and drink, but, but hysterically crying and needing to talk to Victoria about, about Matt. You know, I was carrying around so much shame and guilt. And I think that was the main thing clogging up my connection with my God too, is like, I really had to find a way to clear out that shame and guilt uh, before, before I could get that, that feel that connection with, with my God. So, so I also just want to like kind of talk about that because like, if you're somebody that has felt like there must be a higher power, but I just don't feel it. It's like, maybe there's just a little bit too, too much clogged up, clogged, clogging up that relationship right now within you that you need to do some work on. So, um, because eventually like going to treatment gave me that traction. It, it cleared that shit out. And then I have this, un I now have an undeniable connection with God. So, um, so I fought, I fought hard for that connection and I try not let any, anything mess with it. Um, but, but yeah, that was probably my first real sign. Like, Oh, there's really a God here was that situation, um, with Victoria calling me. But, um, I also describe, I haven't talked a whole lot about borderline personality disorder on this podcast, but that is a diagnosis that I have. I have borderline personality disorder. If you've read the book, you know, I, I talk about it in, uh, in chapter 11, but I, I think borderline personality disorder is extremely misunderstood. Um, I, I don't go around well, now I do, but I never used to go around telling people because I was um, not ashamed, but more just afraid of the labels that that, that would put on me um, with the negative connotations that are out there for it. But now I, I, I decided that my mission is to not care about what those people think or say, and it's to help people that might identify with what I with what I've survived. So. So now I talk about it, and, and one of these chapters in this, in chapter three, I, I talk about one of the main, I guess, like, one of the main cruxes of, of borderline personality disorder, and that's how I use my thoughts to out-manipulate my emotions, and then I create complete chaos and disaster. Um, let me just read that. So... Victoria shows me how to surrender to my God. She understands my brain because we both process and feel things the same internalized way. We outmanipulate our feelings with thoughts and those thoughts become very powerful to us. They manifest in eating disorders, alcoholism, and acting in a play as though we are the producers and directors. We end up hating the show we created. We become the anti-heroes. So when, when you're terrified of emotions, which is a quality for borderlines, I think a lot of people are terrified of emotions. So don't worry. If you identify with things that I'm saying, doesn't mean you're borderline either. It's just, it's everything's on a spectrum, right? So, so I, I am terrified to feel emotions because they mean danger to me. Um, so I use my rationality or my thoughts I don't know how rational they are. <laughs> I use my thoughts to trick them into not feeling that way. 
if that makes sense. And then the thing with emotions, though, is you can't trick them into going away. Like, you just kind of shove them down and throw shit on top of them, and then they eventually come out. But, um, but that looks a lot like sometimes, like, creating a narrative about why this person is saying what they did in a certain tone that they did. And, and then, and then a thought process of how do I protect myself from this person? So all that, I've burned a ton of bridges in my life, a ton. Um, and, and, and it's made me acting really big ways that I don't feel integrity in. Um, so, and that, and that's all really stemming from taking, trying to take control over, over my emotions, taking control of a situation that I don't have control of. I don't have control of my emotions. I have control of my thoughts. That is very clear to me with acknowledging my borderline is that I have a lot of control over my thoughts. I don't have any control over my emotions. That's the scary thing. That's the part that I hand over to God. Hey God, this hurts right now. This is causing me a lot of pain. I trust that, that it will pass and I trust that that there is going to be a reason for this pain. That the, that I'm going to learn something. That it's going to end up um, opening a door for me. Uh, that it's going to close a door for me. Like there's going to be something that comes from this pain that I'm in. But my thoughts are what I have control over. And, and they're the ones I need to be careful about. To not go off in this crazy uh, manipulative... Uh, and hurtful road. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's going to identify with that, but I think a lot of people can because it's a common behavior when we have anxiety or depression and we don't want to feel it. Or when we, when we have strong emotions, hard emotions, and we don't want to feel it. So, so we create this narrative, um, hurt people because of it and to, to protect ourselves but in the end, it just hurts everyone. Um, and I lived my entire life like that. And, and I had really unstable relationships. And now I get, to, I get to choose my thoughts to be different. Like, I get to have thoughts that are understanding what I can control and what I can't control. And all I can control normally are my thoughts. Um, so being of hope, of acceptance, um, of comfort to myself, like acknowledging that I'm in pain and, and giving myself some extra love, making sure I go for that workout that day, because that's going to help me feel better. Making sure I do my yoga, making sure I do my meditation, making sure I take my dogs out for a walk, like doing things that take care of myself while I'm feeling pain because it, because that's really all I can control. And, and then and then I, I get to let things unravel naturally. Maybe that person that said thing said something in a certain tone meant what they said in, in that certain tone. And, and maybe they will leave my life. But I don't need to be the one controlling it and breaking bridges um, anymore. You know, things... Most I'm seeing that most of the time that person doesn't leave my life and the bridge doesn't break. And, and it's just... I get to live in a lot more peace. So I hope that makes sense. Um, what it what it's like to um, control what we can control and let go of what we can't.
And that's sort of what this chapter is all about. Um, and, and I have God to give up that control to. I don't necessarily think if, if you don't have a faith in God, I, I, I don't think you can't give up control or anything. I just know it helps me a lot. It's like, that was my missing key that made it so much easier for me to give up control to have like a real connection with God. Um, because some of my biggest fears are that I'm going to be alone or I'm unlovable uh, and I'm not enough. And that's where my mind goes with somebody just saying something in a certain tone wrong to me. Like I'm very perceptive of, of changes in demeanors and stuff. And, and that gets very dangerous for me. Um, so, so just knowing like, no, my God loves me. I'm never going to be alone because I, I have myself and my God and I'm definitely enough in God's eyes. And, and so it helps, it helps me not carry those fears with me because I have God for that. But like, I don't, I don't necessarily think you can't achieve what I've been able to achieve without, if, if you, if you don't have a trust in God um, or a faith in God, but I do, I do think it helps. And I do believe there's undoubtedly a, a spiritual um, connection between all people and things on this planet. So, um, so that's my personal belief, but if that's not you, I can totally relate. And I also think that, um, that there is a way to find peace and happiness without it. Everybody's different. <clears throat> I think that's really all I wanted to talk about in this, in this, uh, chapter. Um, I hope that you go to saltsugar.com and get my book, Expensive Skin. It's a super easy read. Obviously, chapter three took about 10 minutes for me to read. Um, and that's pretty much how every chapter is. So super easy read. I want to do that because I know that people that struggle with anxiety and depression don't have a ton of motivation. Uh, so doing anything is really, really challenging. And I wanted it to feel like something people could take on and read and finish um with relative ease so uh so again i wrote this book for those struggling with anxiety depression mental health addiction i have a suicide attempt in my story so anything like that that people can relate to and know that hey other people feel the way you feel and also there is another way to live there's an answer out there and I'm super excited about it. I published a book for it. I do a coaching program called Salt to Sugar Method that I'm also really stoked about. It works. I'm doing it right now with a client and it works. I'm so happy um, about just knowing that everything I've been through has a purpose. Um, and everything that I'm doing now, it's helped other people and that is so fulfilling but it also has helped me so much and it's just like an all-around blessing that I'm that I get to do this that I get to give a book away to people that I get to coach them that I get to be on this podcast like it's it's just really an exciting exciting thing so I'm stoked about it and I really want to share it if you haven't haven't read it so go to saltsugar.com uh, on saltsugar.com, you can also book a coaching call with me and we can chat about uh, what, what it all entails. So 
that is it for this episode of Salt to Sugar. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for tuning in to Salt to Sugar. You're officially one step closer to becoming your best self. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Remember, you are not alone. For more information or to connect with Kelsey, you can find her on Instagram at Kelsey Pete. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.